airing the Addisons. Let me say this, as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, we've got to be careful and make sure that in everything, man, we are trying to get as close to what the word says as possible. And we got to understand that with that type of wickedness, man, you know, God does not wink at that. That's judgment. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. And you don't have shades of truth. You have truth or you have error. You have fact or you have fiction. And now we go into the thick of it. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin Addison's. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And Sherry B. is over in Studio CC. We'll get to some of your calls. Um, It's a little bit of a hodgepodge of of a show here. I'll just be honest with you. There's a lot in front of us that um, Will and I have kind of batted about. And, um, you know, neither one of us really knows where to start, which I'm sure is comforting for the listener. Like, I'm sure you're (laughs) like, you're like, well, that's (laughs) that's great. That's great that you don't know. (laughs) <laughs> where to start come along with us and so um i i just there are several stories that i want to get out and normally what we try to do is fold all of our stories into kind of one discussion right, right? so that we walk away having had as full a discussion as we can um you know taking our time with it that's one of the things that we like to invest in when we talk about what's happening in the culture um we don't prefer to jump around from story to story it's just our personal preference it's not i mean right. you know it's it's not in scripture um just <laughs> just what we like to do and um but i'm having a hard time putting all of these stories into one context mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. and but but at the same time i want to talk about all of them so let's <laughs> well, talk we, about we'll them see you know what we can get to we'll yeah. see what we can get to I, let me start with this one cuz i've had it in front of me for a while here okay. and um it's it's really interesting um, Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont uh, was came under fire because he was talking about, you know, uh, making sure that word gets out to the quote unquote black church in Connecticut um, as about the uh, COVID-19 vaccine. Mm. And so this made uh, this made headlines because <laughs> the quote unquote. Now, I'm I'm going to stop saying quote unquote because it it just takes up a lot of time. But just know that I'm using quotes whenever I say black church. There is no black church or white church. There is just truly the Lord's church. That's it. Okay, that's it. And we have said that repeatedly. But in the event that someone would tune in and hear me using such uh, aghast language, you know, (laughs) he'd be like, oh, I can't believe she said black church, white church. Um, just know that there's quotes around that every time it's said. But in the interest of time, I'll just go because it's it is common vernacular and people will Im- immediately understand what we're talking about when we say it. Um, here is a story. I got a couple articles here to reflect this uh, development this week. And um, and I found this really interesting because I was immediately taken back to uh, 1939. <laughs> really uh, taken back to 19. 19- I-, I wasn't alive in 1939, <clears throat> <laughs> right. but I've read some literature. From then, uh, actually, a letter, and I was I was actually reminded of the letter that uh, um, Margaret Sanger wrote to mm. C.J. Gamble. Mm. Yes, that Gamble of mm. of Proctor and them, uh-huh. him. All right, so <laughs> it's it's really interesting, and and this so much. Let me just say this: my reference to what has happened with uh, the governor in Connecticut, who, by the way, is a Democrat. Um, <laughs> which again, there's other connections that can be made on that front Um, It's not so much that I want to offer a lot of commentary. What I really just want to do is to take this information. I want to share with you um, just a a 
few lines from um, Margaret Sanger's letter in 1939. Mm-hmm. And I want to I wrap them up together. So take this current headline, take the letter from 1939, mm-hmm. um, fold them into one another and put them in like a T-shirt gun. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Boom. That's all I want to do. I don't I don't necessarily <laughs> want to like unpack a whole conversation around it because I understand that there are different people who have different convictions about vaccines. OK, mm. I understand that. Mm-hmm. So rather than unnecessarily cause people to focus on what I think is not the debate, I, I want to just fold it up together and, and this becomes food for thought. So whoever okay. is out there and is brave enough to stand up. When a T-shirt gun is being fired, <laughs> those people are very brave. Um, I just want to just boom, boom, just throw it out there to you. All right. So here's a story. Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont is coming under fire for religious impo- uh, from religious and political leaders in his state for suggesting that black churches should lead support for coronavirus vaccine. <laughs> mm-hmm. His suggestion Uh, comes at a time when a majority of U.S. voters continue to express reticence about being first in line to get it. (laughs) Makes no difference to the Democrats. Wait, what? (laughs) I'm sorry. Anyway, quote, we are not guinea pigs. This will not be another Tuskegee. I feel like I should do this in a different voice. (laughs) (laughs) Do it in in a Benjamin Crump voice. Now, listen, now, 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 Black America's uh, lawyer. Oh, my goodness. Attorney general. (laughs) Black America's attorney general. That's about right. Okay. Um, Oh, I don't know if we're family yet. I don't know, guys. I don't know how close we are, listeners. I don't know. I don't know. All right. I don't know if I trust you like that. Um, But let me tell you. No, I won't. I won't. Okay. I Oh, okay. Have you seen Benjamin Crump in interviews? Yes, I have. I know you're not talking to me, but yes, I have. Okay. (laughs) All right, just carry on with this All right, I just just will continue (laughs) because, anyways, here we go. We are not guinea pigs. This will not be another, (laughs) very tempting, Will the Great, another Tuskegee. We are not going to allow it. Uh, (laughs) Ned Lamont is being called to the carpet and anyone else and any other legislator that is on this bandwagon, let him and his family take the vaccine first. Man. Let Bill Gates and his family take the vaccine first. Let the legislators take the vaccine first. We don't need it. We're okay. Those were the words from civil rights attorney there, um, Trisha Lindsay. Trisha Lindsay. She said that in response to Lamont's suggestion. Um, What's interesting to me about Mm -hmm. this Mm -hmm. is how uh, Ned Lamont, you know, Mm -hmm. says, We've got to turn our focus to the church mm. because, you know, there are black people who are, you know, more skeptical. They're testing positive. They're testing positive, but they are more skeptical when it comes to taking the vaccine more so than white people. I wonder why. And so, <laughs> and so, and so Democrat Ned Lamont is saying, if we want to get to black people, we have to get to the church. Mm. Um, if we're going to have any influence over the way black people perceive this vaccine, then we've got to get to the minister mm. so that the minister will influence his <laughs> black congregation. It, now, man. does that does that, that sound, sound like that sounds very familiar? Sound like okay. I heard that somewhere before. But look, I have a little side yes. note. 
it seems okay. like I heard somewhere, and, and you know, if you've heard this, let me know. Okay. That there actually are some uh, Democrats who are against giving out the vaccine, but it's only because President Trump said he's going to have one before the year is out. Well, that goes without saying. Which Anything is that funny the president to me, is for, they're against. Well, Anything the president is against, they're for. Which yeah. is funny to me because it seems like most of the time Democrats are like vaccine, like, yes, let's, yeah. you know. But anyway, that's just a side note. It's like, so it's almost like you have Democrats saying no, no vaccines, you know. You have people who you know, usually say no vaccines, say no vaccine. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird little thing happening right now. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of small step dancing that has to happen uh, in the time that we're in right now, mm-hmm. because what people are warring against is common sense. Mm-hmm. So they're they're warring against, <laughs> you know, even just just the, the kind of, you know, blessings of God on all human beings that you have some sense that you come into this world with. And so I think that the liberals, Mm -hmm. Democrats, however you want to call them, um, I think that what you see happening is them sort of doing. I I get a picture of the football players practicing going through those orange cones. Mm -hmm. And so they 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 have to zip in and out of what would be a reasoned response to to various situations. Right. 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 And so so that's why I think you'd find some Democrats who are like, uh, but but wait, you know. (laughs) <laughs> this does kind of harken back to right you know, yeah it's interesting it usually takes years for right them to have like and, yeah and they're scientists months. now <laughs> right exactly right so i think that's what we see them doing but but back to what's happening in connecticut this yeah. controversy over um black churches and the coronavirus vaccine erupted last week when Governor Lamont cited a recent study that showed African-Americans and Hispanics were more likely to get tested for COVID-19 than whites, but less willing to be vaccinated. (laughs) Only 38% of black respondents compared to 67% of whites said that they would get the coronavirus vaccine. Hmm. So uh, in response to that, Governor Lamont, again, a Democrat said, quote, I've got to do a better job in education. I've got to work with the churches. I've got to do everything I can to give people confidence that we would never be asking you um, to first get tested and then try a vaccine until we're absolutely certain it's safe. That's something we're going to have to work on every day. Um, The question, though, that arises here is if it's if it's the same among black people and Hispanic people, why the desperate need to turn the focus to the quote unquote black church? You know what I mean? Like, why mm. does that become sort of like the first campaign? Yeah. Um, I th- well, let me just throw that out as, in a form of a question, Will the Great. What do you, what do you think? Why is that Man. sort of like the low hanging fruit as it pertains to influence? Yeah, that's a great question. I would initially I would think it's because of the atmosphere. Now it's like you want to do all that you can to look like you're, you know, doing something good to. Um, oh, course, that is okay. That's what you think it is. As far that's what that's what I was I would think. Okay. First. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if this. You said this is uh this Ned. He's the the governor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if it would be that he has like the you know to try to harm the black community you know at all uh, have some type of um, but I would think he he would be just given the the current uh, atmosphere. We're trying to do everything to cater towards. Oh, that's an interesting take on this, Will the Great. I hadn't thought about what that. What was your so, take? Okay, so well, 
<laughs> I mean, you know the things I pray about. Lord, please help me not to be so. So, um, okay, but no, I, I like where you're going with this because I, I, can, I can work around that thought that maybe in his mind he thought, you know, we have got to show care. Nah, who am I kidding? I don't believe that. I, I'm sorry. No, I can't. But I, don't think, I was all no. But I don't uh-uh. think it may be from uh-uh. like a genuine. I want to. You know, I think it's just the pressure of like, you know, like where we are right now. Like, I I gotta be seen helping the black community, and you know, I don't know if it's a genuine like. Yes, I care so much that I'm gonna make sure that it's provided for them first. Like, I think it's more <clears> of a wokeness type thing happening. <clears throat> what do you think? Um, <laughs> I'm going to refer to a letter that was written by Margaret Sanger okay. back in uh, 1939 to C.J. Uh, Gamble. Okay. Yes, um, that Gamble who was, uh, you know, a part yes. of um, Margaret Sanger and others' uh, attempts to extinguish or to exterminate the Negro yes, um, yes. through a project they called the Negro Project. Um Listen, you know, it's <laughs> it's really interesting to me that there is the consistent understanding that for black people in America, the church is like the place of influence. Right. And mm-hmm. if you can get something pushed through the pulpit, mm-hmm. um, very few people will check it, will, yeah. you know, think about it. It just will be sort of, you know, taken at face value Um and I think, you know, I, I think that's that's troubling. But mm-hmm. anyway, here is the letter. And, and I, I'm not going to read the letter in its entirety, but I'll read probably a larger portion than people have heard before, mm-hmm. because I think the context of it is really important. So in this letter in 1939, Margaret Sanger is getting over. Um, oh, I'm not going to have time. I have to do it on the other side of the break. I didn't expect, <laughs> didn't expect to spend so much time on this one story. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll pick up with it on the other side of the break. But just to kind of set it up for you, Margaret Sanger is getting over um, being under the weather, as is Dr. C.J. Gamble. And she's kind of writing to check in and let him know what kind of donations have come in for their, you know, the Federation mm. and for the good of their cause, what they're trying sure. to do. <laughs> and uh, and she says that, you know, there are certain aspects of what the Federation is doing that I can't speak to because I'm not working closely with that. But she says, I do want to talk about the Negro Project. Mm -hmm. I do want to give you some of my thoughts on that. And that's where we will pick up when we get back on the other side of the break. Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. Stay right there. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Forever Jones with Get Ready. Sherry B is over in Studio CC. We will take your calls um, in the last segment of the show. Open up the phone lines, get your response. I got to move a little bit faster because there's more that <laughs> we wanted to talk about today. Um, we were looking at uh, uh, Governor Lamont, Democrat in Connecticut, who got a lot of pushback from, quote unquote, black church. I'll just say that to reset. And here on out, imagine quotes around that. When I say that, there is mm-hmm. one church. Amen. Um, but got some pushback because it seems, you know, he has seen this revelation that in order to uh, endear people to 
the rushed COVID-19 vaccine, um, people who are black in America, he's got to work through the church. Uh, when I read this story, I thought it was interesting. Well, for a number of reasons, I, I think that uh, Democrats seem to always be pushing and in favor of um, progressing, if you will, um, programs and sentiments that are anti black Americans, anti the black family. Mm. And I think, you know, that's this is one of those things where look, but I, I don't anticipate it changing a lot of people and how they register to vote. I think I, I don't think people's eyes will open. I mean, if you just look at what Democrats tend to stand for, what they're interested in, what they want to push, um, it does not usually have it has not historically had a favorable outcome mm -hmm. for Americans who are black, um, even most recently pushing a socialist uh, pushing toward communist agenda, right. uh, supporting um, the, the terrorism of black neighborhoods, supporting that just just let them express, just the, you know, the summer of their violence, just let them do what they're going to do, the condescending tone that is often taken as it uh, pertains to black people in America, I think is is disgusting. But nobody, you know, well, I say nobody. That's not true. Very few people uh, will call that out of a certain hue. Mm. We'll mm -hmm. just take it because it's Democrat pushed. Right. right? Um, Democrats are anti-family. They're, they're anti-school choice. School choice overwhelmingly benefits black families. That's right. If you, if you say let the dollars follow the child, that overwhelmingly uh, is advantageous to black families. Democrats are against that. Um, they're they're anti the free exercise of religion. So you can go to church. You can in, in the same black church that I'm gonna come in and make a presentation to you about the COVID nineteen vaccine. You can shout. You can run. Um, you can feel whatever you want to feel. Uh, but just know that if you have any religious conviction that should happen to follow you, uh, it has to stop right there at the threshold of the door. All right. But most people don't look beyond that to investigate that. All right. Um, they're anti-integration, even in 21st century America. <laughs> you guys have your stuff. We'll have our stuff. We'll have black graduations and we'll support this. Well, we'll, we'll I mean, seriously, yeah. even in 21st century America, that's what is being pushed. And, and it looks different and it gives this feel of empowerment. But it is still segregation yeah. in 21st century America. We're normalizing that right. pro illegal immigration. Now, who is most adversely affected by that, if not <laughs> black Americans? Right. Right. I mean, come on. And so when I when I think of all of those things and I put all of those things together, I'd like to go where you go first. Will the great, which is what <laughs> makes you great. Uh, and you know, and I, I, still I appreciate you because you temper me a little bit. But I still think it's, it's coming from a bad area. I think it's more of like uh, guilt. You know, it's not. Okay. It's not like I purely, I purely care for these people, and I want to make sure that they. It's more like, man, I want to get with the program, make sure they see that I'm not, you know, that I'm woke. I'm here mm -hmm. for the people. I think it's mm -hmm. that type of thing. Yeah, I don't. I, I'll tell you. What, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I think it is. I think it is. Um, I think it's a lack of respect for people's autonomy mm. to say that they're independent thinkers. Mm. To say that people have the right to care and to be careful mm -hmm. and that people have the right to think for themselves. It, I think it, I think it strongly says, no, we just need to get someone that they will listen to, to tell them what we want them to hear mm. so that they will follow. And I think that that is sinister and that is yeah, an abuse is of the pulpit. I could see that. I could see and, that. And, and so I know that's a dark place on this <laughs> Wednesday. <laughs> a lot yeah. of people be 
fellowshipping at the Lord's house tonight. But I, I'm just I'm just saying, you know, that's that's where I go, honestly. And, and maybe that's not right. Maybe that's not fair uh, to Governor Lamont there in Connecticut. But anyway, back to this Margaret Sanger letter written in 1939 to C.J. Gamble, where she's checking in on a series of initiatives that they have, um, you know, through the Federation. All right. Uh, but let me just start here and I'll read just a little bit more than people normally hear. But it's this is a piece of history that liberals, that Democrats, that black people who support Planned Parenthood, black people who support Democrat initiatives uh, either don't know or just tend to forget. OK. Mm-hmm. And this, to me, sounds eerily similar to, you know, Governor Lamont's. Well, what we need to do is get in black churches and, and make sure that these black people take these vaccines. Now, look, whatever you think about vaccines, that it should be it should be your choice. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it should agree. be you should be able to have the right to informed consent. OK, I've learned all that I need to learn. And now I say I will receive this vaccine. I have learned all of the information. I know what the possible side effects are. I know how this will affect people down the line. I understand. You should you should be able to research that information and right. make that decision, not being coerced to make it because you're in the safety of the Lord's house. And if it comes from the pulpit, then there you go. Mm, yeah. Do you understand what I I'm agree. saying? I don't I don't like that type right. of manipulation. Right. And 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 sadly, and I'll get to this letter here, but sadly, too few churchgoers are Bereans where you would say, let me weigh what is being communicated. Let me check this against the authority of the scriptures. Let me pray about this and see, you know, what do we need to be cautious? Do we need those are the types of questions that you should ask. Mm. So don't hear me. I don't want anyone to hear me telling anyone what they should or shouldn't do as far as, you know, vaccines go. You you have to answer that question for yourself. But what I am saying is that to stand in a place where there is this automatic trust for what is being communicated and say, that's where we need to go to push this. That's that's where we need to go. If we're going to get these numbers up, we need to go to the black church. I don't think it's I don't think it's as innocent as as might might be assumed. Yeah. So so here we go. Margaret Sanger. In 1939, it's her letter to C.J. Gamble. Um, As to my sending suggestions to the Federation, I think it really is unfair for me to do so. I'm too far away uh, to have personal contact of the different reactions, and it only holds up any definite project to have the pros and cons battered about, which makes for more chaos and confusion. She continues on. There is only one thing that I would like to be in touch with, (laughs) and that is the Negro Project of the South, Mm. which... (laughs) If the execution of the details remain in Miss Rose's hands, my suggestions will not be confusing because she knows the way my mind works. Miss Rose sent me a copy of your letter of December 5th, and I note that you doubt it worthwhile to employ a full-time Negro physician. It seems to me from my experience where I have been in North Carolina, Georgia, Tennessee, and Texas, that while the colored Negroes have great respect for white doctors, they can get closer to their own members and more or less lay their cards on the table, which means their ignorance, superstitions, and doubts. Mm. They do not do this with white people. And if we can train the Negro doctor at the clinic, he can go among them with enthusiasm and with knowledge, which I believe will have far reaching results among the colored people. His work, in my opinion, should be entirely with the Negro profession and the nurses, hospital, social workers, as well as the county's white doctors. His success will depend upon his personality and his training by us. 
(laughs) The minister's work is also important. And also he should be trained perhaps by the Federation as to our ideals and the goals that we hope to reach. We do not work. We do not want word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. Let me read that line again. (laughs) We do not want word to go out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. And the minister is the man who can straighten out that idea. If it ever occurs to any of their more rebellious members. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's 1939. Let me tell you again. You can go as far as you want to go with that. Every everybody has their their own brain and and you can think how you want to think on that. But I will tell you that there comes a point where to be thought of as a collective simply because of the color of your skin mm-hmm. is so <clears throat> detrimental. And it, it is to me, it is it's almost the epitome of like, you know, saying that people don't think she, independently. She sounds like someone that said notable ex- exceptions. No, right, right. Recently. They all pretty much think the same. They go along with it with a few notable exceptions. Mm. You know what I mean? And and so what? So Mar- Margaret Sanger believed that there needed to be a person in place to push ideals that they held, right, to deal with the notable exceptions. <laughs> that's the same thing they're doing today. Mm. That's not that's not any different than what Democrats are doing today. Pushing out people to deal with the notable exceptions. Although, you know, today Honestly, and I hate to say it, there just are fewer notable exceptions. <laughs> right. Man. In 1939, there were notable exceptions. And they were so notable that here you have Margaret Sanger writing that, hey, we need to employ a full-time physician here. And we need to deal directly with the church. Because, look, we're trying to exterminate the black population. <laughs> and, and so we got to have a one-two punch. We got to get them to trust people in white coats. All right. That look like them. I'm thinking of <laughs> Willie. What, I, oh, my Willie goodness. Parker. Willie yeah. Parker. Yeah. Good grief. <sighs> He's he is like taken from 1939. Right. All right. And she, she, would be, she would be so proud. Oh, my goodness. Giddy. Giddy. <laughs> Giddy. I think her statue laughs when she thinks of him. <laughs> right. But yeah. at the same time, it's it is to exploit the black church and to exploit the black pulpit, so to speak. And I'm, I'm using that only because it's commonly understood. So forgive me if it's offensive to anyone, those things are inaccurate, but it's how we commonly speak today. So when I read this story and I read the pushback, you know, there's in my mind, there's always a glimmer of hope that when you've got the kind of pushback that this governor got, that maybe a light bulb goes off and people say, well, well, wait, wait a minute. (laughs) You know, you you don't think that we think you don't think that I have my own opinion. You don't think that I can research for myself. You're just going to come and stand someone up after communion and tell me, you know what I mean? Like right. you're going to you think that there would be a moment where that would be offensive. And right. sadly, well, be. maybe not. It, it you know? should be. But, you know, sad to say there's there's denominations and churches that have allowed, you know, these people like him and other politicians <laughs> on the wrong yeah. side to come in and, and, you know, have total reign in their pulpits. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think I look, I, I will say this repeatedly. I think that the minister of the gospel must always protect the sheep that the Lord has entrusted to him. Amen. 
Uh, without a question, without apology, I think that the the minister of the gospel must always protect the sheep that the Lord has entrusted to, to him. And and you know, far too often we see the types of charlatans and and parades of you know <laughs> people coming out to manipulate and to take advantage. And this is this kind of harkens back to what I thought we might talk about yesterday, but went in a different direction, which was great. I enjoyed it. But you know. To be an evangelical, to be a Christian is not for sale. It cannot be purchased by anybody. Mm-hmm. Like nobody nobody owns us. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And I think the same case now must be made for Christians, for evangelicals, that the case that was made for black people in America. The Democrat Party does not own you. Mm-hmm. It does not own you. What, 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 to what? Why would you owe your allegiance to that? You understand what I'm saying? So I'm saying the same thing about Christians, about evangelicals. The Republican Party does not own you. Right. You've got to maintain your prophetic voice where you say, no, Amen. I agree with that. Amen. And man, that's, you're getting it right. Look, four years ago, I want to say four years ago, we did a side-by-side comparison of the two-party platforms. We did. When you do that and you go line by line, that's what we did. We said, you know, let's, let's just have an informative conversation where we go line by line. And the shock and awe of people when they say, man, I've never even looked into what the Democrat Party platform is. <laughs> I had no idea. I had I had no idea that this is what they supported, what they were pushing. It's antithetical to my Christian beliefs. Mm-hmm. Rather than just telling people, oh, I can't believe you're still buying that hook, line and sinker. Make your case. Right. Make right. your case. Don't expect people to leave one form of emotional attachment for another one. Right. You don't you don't just intimidate people into believing. All right. Well, now I'm a conservative because, you know, all my friends are saying, no, make the case. Make the case. I am not a conservative because that's a part of my my cultural makeup or that's a part of, well, I've always been a conservative. No, I am a conservative and I vote conservative politically speaking because I see what most aligns with my pre-existing Christian conviction. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to do anything against that. I can make the case. <laughs> I can make the case. You can make the case. Amen. We don't, you know, I mean, it's too often I see that what people desire is for, man, you know what? I wish black people would just have their eyes open and just leave that party of that and just leave that party of this. It's like, okay, make the case for them. Make the case. Lay it out. Because when you make the case for your cultural engagement, and you make that case from a place of biblical conviction, you don't have to squirm. That's right. And there'll be people who will want to come after you. They'll kind of want to, you know, put you, you know, at the edge of the pitchfork a little bit. Well, what do you say about that? They said that. You say, well, that I disagree with. That's not biblical. Right. I disagree with that. But there's far more that I disagree with over there come on now. than over here. And, and then give them the opportunity to change your mind. They can't do it. What I'm saying is that Christians have been purchased by the Lord Jesus Christ. No one else can boast of that. Amen. No one else can boast of that. All right. I don't even know if we're going to have time to get to this story, but boy, is this interesting. (laughs) Um, White U.S. Christians become less motivated to address racial injustice. White white Christians, (laughs) this is how Barna describes this. White Christians are so over it. They're like, you know what? At first... We were like, come on. (laughs) But now (laughs) 
This is a bridge too far. We may be able to scratch the surface. We'll see. Aaron the Addisons, American Family Radio. We'll be right back. questions that I get are like, man, how do you, how do you just, you know, speak so freely on these issues and, and how do you just, man, listen, because nobody owns me, you understand? Mm-hmm. And no one should own you. Like there should not be any loyalty that you have that is above the cross of Christ that, you know, you're like, I'm, why, why can I speak so freely when you see that there are clear manifestations of sin and wickedness and rebellion against God mm-hmm. without thought to like, oh, um, that's uh, my particular color there. I'm not going to talk right. about what? <laughs> what is that? Like, what is that? I don't understand how we got here. Oh, I'm not going to say that that's wrong because that's my particular party affiliation. What? <laughs> what? I don't know how we got here. I don't yeah, know how yeah. we got here. I'm so with you on that. That's... Listen, you better tell the truth. Got to check our you better t- Come on, man. <laughs> check the you tell the truth. Look, I can I can say I can say without mincing words and Will the Great and I have talked about this. We've gone back and forth um, because Will the Great is um, an independent. Yes. I don't know if I should put your business out in the street no, I don't like mind. that. I don't care. OK, Will the Great is an independent. I'm a registered Republican. And um, and so we go back and forth, you know, and I and I'm like, yeah, nope, I'm I'm a registered Republican. But I will tell you this when there is something that is wrong, I'm going to say it's wrong. Yeah. I'm not going to say, ooh, I can't talk about that because I'm I'm a Republican. No, I'm going to say it's wrong. <laughs> I'm going to say I disagree with that. You're not going to make me into some new party image. Hmm. I have been purchased. I'm now hidden in Christ, not in Republicanism. Like, that's not what I'm hidden in. Right? And I say the same thing to black people who are languishing in the Democrat Party. What, why? Why? Tell me what it is, biblically speaking. That has so grabbed you and captured you. What is it? What is it that you just can't give up? At the very least, I mean, I would think that you would move toward being an independent when you see how repeatedly there are things that are touted and celebrated that are antithetical to your faith. Yeah. And the same thing will be true of me. Should the Republican Party move in the direction that it's going? I am grateful for the American Family Association and the work that we do on a regular basis to stand up and say, like, usually, I mean, I'm going to tell you, man. This association is the one that's in the room that makes everybody else uncomfortable. <laughs> everybody said, no, we just need it. We come on. We need this win. And, and we are the ones saying, hold on a second. Mm. This does not bode well for Bible believing Christians. Amen. That's not a comfortable position to be in, but that's what's called holding the line. Yeah. That's looking down the line and saying, oh, um, now we've done some research, man. I'm grateful for Rob Chambers, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. AFA action. I'm, I'm grateful that we have people on staff here who are looking deeply into these issues. That's right. And the emails start flying. Hey, we, they're trying to slip this in. Hey, that's <laughs> not good. Hey, that's down the line. That's going to come back and bite us. 
Guys, our allegiance is to Christ. Amen. Our allegiance is to Christ. And when we continue to uphold that sentiment, and I don't care what is going on in the country, man, you know, look, I don't think this is reckless, but I, I, I do expect that the Lord will smile favorably upon that type of allegiance. Mm-hmm. Not just, oh, well, you know, we just whatever it takes, whatever <laughs> it takes. So that's why when we have conversations that may seem difficult, we can stand up and say BLM is a wicked organization. I'm not compelled to say that Black Lives Matter because I understand that it is pushing a political agenda. It is pushing a social construct, a narrative. I have no problems. You can slice down the middle, guys. You can tell the truth and people will respect you more. That's true. You don't, you don't contort yourself and hurt yourself trying to find ways to always be right. Say, no, you know what? That's wrong. That's wrong. We don't support that. That's right. All right. We're not going to get this. I want to hold this story over for tomorrow because I, if we can, Lord willing, I think it's an interesting one that we need to unpack. I'll give the phone number 888-589-8840. You can talk to me if you want to talk to me. 88 or or to Will the Great Will's like, nah, they won't talk to you, sister. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. like, They're like, let me remember, speak to Mika. I'm a, talk to <laughs> let me speak to that girl. Talk to Mika. I'm an independent. 888-589. <laughs> Although the polls show some information about you people too, Will the Great. All right. I'm I'm looking at you independents. <laughs> um, anyways, 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. We are not a house divided, though. Even though Will the Great is an independent. And I'm a Republican. We are not a house divided. No, not at all. Right? Because our greatest allegiance is to Christ. Amen. Straight in scripture. All right. Amen. Where do we go first, Will the Great? All right, let's go to Archery in Louisiana. Hi, Archery. Hey, guys. How you doing? Uh, Hello. First time caller. Uh, Just want to thank you guys for your boldness in Christ and for the ability to bring to the the body of Christ the truth. Because I agree with everything you said here today. There's no doubt about it. Uh, black people were not monolithic by any stretch of the imagination, but we bought into this race baiting that the Democrats have perfected. Mm. And we we get triggered by by our ethnicity. And, and mm-hmm. we're black Christians, and I always say, you know what? Anything you put before Christian is your God. Mm. So you can be a white Christian or a black Christian or Hispanic Come Christian. On, you need to be a Christian. Amen. Come on. Because God doesn't see all of that. Mm. And this race thing is just stupidity because there's only one race. Mm-hmm. That's you right. Know, and so it's a human race. And so, you know, we, we go off into this stuff and we get caught and we have not yet been set free from that in, in so many cases. And when they when they say we're supposed to vote, vote a certain way, that's what they mean, the Democrats, mm-hmm. for sure. They are appalled that a black person would think. Mm-hmm. And, and they'll tell you that. You know, mm-hmm. Joe Biden was supposed to say what he said, but it slipped out because that's Come what on. they think. Mm-hmm. You know, but I, I, I called to thank you guys so much for your uh, introduction to critical race theory to the body. I'm telling you, that was amazing. And I know that mm-hmm. took a lot of guts to come up with that, you know, but thank you so much for, for being obedient to the Spirit of God because we need to under, know that and understand that. And I've got to agree with what you guys said. I think somebody from Tucker exactly listening to the radio stations and hearing all your stuff because uh, he, he had, a, had a session the other day on his show about critical race theory and how it has infected the the highest reaches of government mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. all these classes the military and the fbi and 
you know, all these different agencies and stuff like that. And they don't know what's happening, you know, whatever. Come but, on. Uh, it's been exposed now. Mm-hmm. So uh, pray God that, uh, you know, they'll come from under that delusion mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. start actually about learning and, and training the thing that it's supposed to instead of that foolishness. Because that's utterly ridiculous. So I just wanted to thank you guys. God bless you. God bless you. Uh, God bless the radio station for having you guys on. God bless you and your families. You guys are a blessing to me, really, and I know to the body of Christ. I just want to thank you so much. Right. Man, thank God you so bless much, you. Audrey. Thank you. Really do appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is this is what it sounds like. Um, I guess to be having a, batting about a conversation among notable exceptions and, and rebellious <laughs> Negroes, um, you just you know you're like, man, my our allegiance is to Christ. That's Amen. that's where the allegiance must be, you know. Amen. And I, I will say, you know, shout out to President Trump yet again showing um, the audacity to protect this country from critical race theory, even infiltrating yeah. um, the highest echelons of government. Man, yeah. our, look, our president is doing some important and some critical things that I think we are missing. One, because people do not want us to see it. OK, right. two, because a lot of what is happening in this country is spiritual in nature. Yep. Uh, and, and, and let me just say, when I was reading some headlines last week, uh, with regard to what the president is doing as far as protecting government entities from critical race theory. And I thought, wow, you know, uh, some of these more conservative uh, religious denominations, Christian <laughs> denominations, are not willing to do what the president has done for the country. Man, look at that. I, I'm telling you, look, but yeah, I know yeah. that's savage. I know that's <laughs> savage. So I try to I try to hold on. I don't want to be savage just for savage sake. But I, when I saw that, I was like, wow. The president of the United States who comes under fire, mm-hmm. right, regularly from some of these more conservative leaders within some denominations is willing to protect the country from an ideological shift that some of these leaders in these Christian denominations are not willing to do. It's They're true. not willing to do that. It's true. Hmm. <clears throat> Where do we go next? All right. Let's go to uh, Greg in Tennessee. Hi, Greg. Hi, Mickey. Well, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate your candor. And just just your willingness to be truthful, Amen. but uh, when you say the black church, I mean that's just such a segregating and such a such a racial yeah. thing to say the black church. But when I as a and I am of the Caucasian persuasion, but when I think of when you say black church, I think of the Al Sharptons and the Jesse Jackson following <laughs> and the churches that would lean toward their ilk and toward their ideologies and toward the things that they teach and you know and, mm-hmm. and I think they're 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 you know like like the church Obama went to there are militant black churches out there that all they talk about is how the white man hates black people and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I and I have I haven't been to a lot of black churches, but I, I know that it does happen. Just like the Muslims and, and you know, you've got uh uh the the Muslims teaching in their churches or synagogues or whatever they call them in this country, they're teaching, you know, to hate Christianity, to hate Jews, and mm-hmm. you know, and and I think you know, and, and you know, for all I know, there's white churches out there that do the same thing. Mm-hmm. God help them if they do. But mm-hmm. I, I just thank y'all for for bringing up these issues and being willing to talk about them because God knows we just need truth. Amen. Yeah, Amen. man, thank Greg, you, Greg, brother, thank you so much. Look, let me say something here, and I know we'll go back to the phone lines eight 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 five eight nine eight eight four zero. Let me just say something here. In the United States of America, we did something in this country that is abhorrent to God, and it's a part of the reason we have not been able to um, effectively recover um, at a spiritual level um, 
throughout the history of the church, one of the things that characterized the body of Christ was diversity. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the things that made the body of Christ a target. If you just read church history, just a little bit of it, you can see that the church was accused of being levelers because you could have people who were slaves outside of the church, but then inside the church, they would be bishops and overseers, right? And this was one of the things that the Romans saw as upsetting their social order. In the United States of America, we remove that distinction by creating black churches and white churches. So even though and, and notice when I say this today, I'm saying with quoting fingers, we have to get back to our original heritage. Our original heritage as Christians is that there is one church, mm-hmm. one church over which the Lord Jesus Christ presides. He is the head. He is preeminent. Colossians teaches us this, right? But what we have done is we are living in and witnessing sort of this this history that where people should have said, no, we're not going to split the church over color. Mm. We're not going to split the church. We've never done this. We have no point of reference for this in the United States of America. We did that. And and I would tell you that is of greater impact Mm -hmm. and importance to our spiritual DNA than what we saw happening as far as government legislation. Yeah. The spiritual yeah. underpinning of this country, where does it come from? It's from those who are spiritual. Amen. From the, So we who make up the church should have taken a, a position that, no, we will not divide the country. Whatever people you don't know, God, you can do whatever you want, but we are not going to separate churches. And I think in large part, that's how we have gotten to where we are today. Well, the great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to uh, Ann in Ohio. Hi, Ann. Hi. Um, Thank you so much for what you guys do. I really appreciate it. Mm. Um, I would like to see you do the platform again, the platform comparison. Okay. And um, I just think it's time for that to happen again. And I just want to let you know that it's not just the the blacks that this crazy fool is trying to target for injections. Mm. I'm a teacher. And our Ohio Teachers Union, the whole Great Big Teachers Mm. Union, is trying to push for the teachers to be one of the first groups to be vaccinated. Mm. And what does that do to us? I mean, that's going to leave us without a job if we say no. Man. And thank you so much for your call. And thank you for bringing in that information. Because in addition to teachers, we also talk about those who are members of our military Military. who don't have the right to decide, you know, what they will inject in their bodies and what they will not inject. And man, we'll be praying for you because I I do think that that is alarming. I, I think you're right. It's not only the black church. It's happening. Really, there is just a move to increasingly reduce our freedoms in this country. Yeah. Right. That you don't have the right to conscience in whatever uh, arena that is. Uh, thank you for calling. And let's try to squeeze in one more call. Willie Great. All right. Let's go to uh, Kathleen in New Orleans. All right. Hi, Kathleen. Hey, hey. Hey, Will and Mickey, so glad to speak with y'all. I just wanted to let you know about that guy who was saying that um, black people should be the first ones to get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. That uh, former mayor of New Orleans, Mark Morial, who is now head of the Urban League, was mm-hmm. saying mm-hmm. basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. And what he was saying was that because of the perceived inequities in the way that the coronavirus has affected the black community, that they should be the first ones to get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. But I had the same impression as you. Why would we want to be using black people as guinea pigs for the use of a new vaccine? So we don't want, that doesn't sound like a very wise idea. No, it really doesn't, Kathleen. Thank you so much for your call. I appreciate it. And it's good to hear a little NOLA accent coming out as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I would, I would put Mark Morial and anybody else who would stand up and say, don't think, just do. 
in the same category. That's right. And and those become sort of the useful leaders <laughs> to advance whatever <laughs> agenda is up on the docket. All right. Mm-hmm. And 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 look, what I'm saying for everyone, and man, man, we live in a country that at one time was very rich with its respect to, uh, for freedom. Mm-hmm. And we're losing that. And, and and let me say this, and some have just willingly given it up. Just said, you know, yeah, I don't want to think for myself. I have somebody else think for me. Yeah. Anyway, all right, we're out of time. Until <laughs> tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless.